Well, greetings this morning in the worthy name of our Lord and Savior. Um, I was blessed this morning to just hearing the singing and just a time that we can set aside in the week to come together and be with each other in the church here. Let's uh, have a word of prayer. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings that are new each day, Father. Just pray that you will bless each one here, Father, and bless me. Give me the words that I to say, Lord, and help me to think clearly, Father. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless the remainder of the service. Be with those that cannot be here, Father, for whatever reason, Lord. Lord, I just commit... This day to you, in Jesus' name, Amen. <coughs> well, this morning I want to talk about <coughs> encouragement. I guess the title, little title I have here for this morning for this uh, little opening message is be an encourager I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 10 for text verses there <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 10 24 and 25 Uh, this is maybe kind of breaking in a little bit here, but <clears throat> and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching. <clears throat> I guess the, the part I was looking for there is in verse 25 it says exhorting one another <clears throat> and it seems to tie right in there with I, I feel like it's a pretty high importance I think you could say exhorting you could be encourage one another like <clears throat> he says not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of sub is. But exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. So I guess it would, it would seem to me like it's saying that this is even more important the closer we get to that final day. And so much the more as we see that day approaching. I don't think that this is just, uh, I don't know, a good idea or whatever. This is something the Bible says that we should exhort one another, encourage, be an encourager. <clears throat> Discouragement is the opposite of encouragement. I don't really want to, my, go, my desire isn't to talk a lot about discouragement this morning 
But there's a little, I want to read a little description of what I've, I found of about discouragement here to kind of help us keep things in balance maybe. Discouragement is a thief. It steals our vitality, our zeal, our joy, your joy, your peace, your contentment. If discouragement dwells long with you, its friends will soon join. Their names are fatigue, hopelessness, despair, self-pity, depression, doubt, and bitterness. Sometimes discouragement can be so strong that you can even don't you even don't want to go on living. And so I think we're all human. Um, from time to time, we always, we all, I'm sure, face discouragement in one way or another in some sort. But I guess my encouragement today is that we could be encouragers to each other my desire is that this little opening message could be an encouragement to be encouraging the us to be the one that brings encouragement to those in need. To be an encourager. Yeah, like I said, I don't think we need to wait until someone has a problem. We're all human. We all need encouragement. So your pastors, your brothers, your sisters, husbands, your wives, your children... I just want to say that this message is for me as well. I don't feel like I have arrived in this area. And I guess I'm preaching to myself as well. So let's like to turn now and look at a few verses that speak about encouraging one another a little more here. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Four twenty nine, Ephesians four twenty nine. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. So the meaning of the word edify there. The one definition I found was to strengthen, hence to build up morally. In other words, to build each other up. So I think that the edify would also include, or yeah, encouragement. So I don't know if we could, maybe it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. I don't know if we could... This could be applied in there, maybe like you could say, let no negative words proceed out of my mouth, but that which is good to the edifying, I'm not quite quoting that right there, but corrupt communication, I understand, that covers a lot more than that, but I think negative words can have a very bad in, uh, effect on our lives 
and on the ones around us. Um, let's turn to 1 Corinthians uh, 14. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. How is it then, brethren? Let's see, am I in the right spot here? There, uh, 14, 26, yeah. How is it then, brethren, when you are come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation? Let all things be done unto edifying. So here again we see that edifying, that building up, that encouraging, that we should encourage, build up, edify one another. <coughs> okay, I'd like to turn to First Thessalonians chapter 5 now. Thessalonians 5.11 Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also ye do. Here's another verse that talks about comforting and yourselves together and edifying one another. Speaking encouragement, I believe. We could say, be an encourager. <clears throat> now I want to look at it, an example of someone here in Acts chapter 11. Acts eleven twenty one. Starting verse 21, this is um, about Barnabas, and yeah, we'll just start reading here. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. And the tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. And when he was come, and had seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they should cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost, and of faith. Much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarshish to seek Saul. And when he had found him, brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they were assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So, I guess the verse here, the key verse here I was wanting to pull out was verse 23. It says, He exhorted them all. So, I don't think that he went with negative attitude or words. He, he encouraged them. 
I think we could say Barnabas was an encourager. <clears throat> I thought it was interesting. The name Barnabas means son of encouragement. Barnabas seemed to know how to encourage the churches. And I believe he trusted in God for his personal encouragement. We cannot be true, be a true encouragement if we are not drawing our courage from the Lord. So, and, and another point here, Barnabas refused to give in to prevailing discouragements in his circumstances. He had went on two, diff- two missionary journeys and had some um, disagreements or whatever with Mark. I think he returned home again. <clears throat> and next point here I have on that was Barnabas knew how to give people the second chance. He gave Mark the second chance. The first time he went home partway through and the second time he went on his journey, then, yeah, he went along. I guess the question I had is, was thinking about is, how many times has God given us a second chance? So, it depend. it doesn't, I mean, it seems like, yeah, I think if we can kind of catch a little glimpse of that it might help us in our encouragement <clears throat> okay I want to look at a little bit of account of Jesus and being an encourager um, turn to Matthew chapter 12 Matthew 12 verse 20 Um, yeah, it's, I just break in here, verse 20 on chapter 12. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. It says a bruised reed and a smoking flax shall he not quench. Jesus did not, could we say, um, smash out that smoking flax. But he brought encouragement. He brought hope. And he was our example. I'm going to turn also to John 14. John chapter 14. And verse 
This is, yeah, breaking in again, grabbing one verse out, but I think you know the context. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And that is uh, speaking of the Holy Spirit there. God sent his Holy Spirit to be our comforter. And I think we could say our encourager. He sent the Holy Spirit to be there for us, to bring encouragement. I believe that is God's desire that we would be encouraged and be encouragers to the ones around us. And then a verse, a couple verses out of Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that hath no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. <coughs> it says they shall, he shall renew their strength. <coughs> and then, then he says, and they shall walk and not faint. And this sounds like an encouragement to me. You know, shall walk and not faint. I believe God's desire is for us to be encouraged. God brought encouragement when he came, like um, from sin and made a way that we could be saved. So now, I would like to look at a few ways that we, I could leave you with a few ways that we could, practical ways that we could be an encourager, like things that we could do. <clears throat> the first one I have is pray for others. And I think praying for others is a huge way that we can encourage one another. <clears throat> Who should we pray for? Those in need. Those on the mission field. Your pastors, church leaders, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, husbands, wives, your children. <clears throat> like I said before, we are all human. And some of us may seem to go through life um, more encouraged than others. But I still believe that we can pray for everyone and be an encouragement in that way. The second 
point I have here, the practical things that we could do. Speak encouraging words. Like when we meet somebody at church, we can speak encouraging words to them. And that, li- that can go for all that list that I listed. You know, those on the mission field and our brothers and And then the third point of ways that we can be an encourager is send them something. Uh, maybe a card or a letter. Maybe a fruit basket or a gift. Something that would might bring encouragement to them. I believe if we do this more, we would start thinking about the good in others more and less about us and our own problems. We could build each other up. And I don't want to discourage anybody in what I say. I, I do feel encouragement from those among us. Just wanted to say that. Here's a little quote I found. There are many discouragers in life, but few encouragers. Many people are better at discouraging others than encouraging them. And I guess in closing, my prayer is that we could all be encouragers and not discouragers. So, may God add his blessing to those words.